Heartbreak. 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 Hot pot. Court case. Hot pot. Court case. Goodbye, Lori. Heart. Break. Hi, welcome back to the podcast, Heartbreak and Hot Pot. How I lost 45 pounds in six months. You're at episode 13 right now. We just finished with the restraining order. I mean, can you believe it? Restraining order. Never in my life did I think that I would be exposed to something as weird as that. But it's done, obviously. It was rejected, and we move on. So episode 14 is going to dive into a bit more about the business. The business has now become everything about my day-to-day. So I want to remind you, you know, if you have questions for me about any of this, about, you know, Lori, about my son, about the business, anything, you know, you feel free to email me at kevin at hotpot for life.com and uh, the word for is spelled out F-O-R it's not the number for hotpotforlife.com I look forward to any comments you have or any stories you want to relate with me and you know maybe I can share some here so episode 14 where we're going to start off is we're going to jump into changes in diet first you know brief little uh, opening at this point in my life, I'd stopped eating hot pot every night. I, I just burned out. It was just too much. I mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love everything about hot pot. But I got to the point where I, I needed a change for a while. I went back to eating steaks, burgers. I didn't eat potatoes. I didn't eat carbs. I, I really tried to focus on really healthy vegetables and, and some protein. You know, but I did have hamburgers. I had buns. I, I didn't do the uh, the bunless options, but I did eat just one meal a day at night. You know, I did have wine with it, so there was sugar involved. You know, not a whole lot. I mean, it was moderate. I did have my cachava shake in the morning for the nutrients for the probiotics. I also had a kombucha. You know, everything was very healthy with my life, I thought, probably except for the wine. But I did start to gain a little weight. I, uh, after moving from a hot pot and, you know, some bread coming in occasionally, I went from quickly from 175 pounds to a steady range of about 185 to 190. I mean, the difference always seemed to be water weight. You know, after a good sweat, I dropped to the bottom of that range, but... I kept on exercising. I was up to nine pull-ups from the barely one I could do back when I started, you know, back when I started hot pot and all that, my healthier living. I was doing seven chin-ups now. I know that people do tons more, but that was it was great for me, you know, and you always got to measure yourself against yourself. You know, this pull-ups and chin-ups were easily the best exercise I'd run into short of jumping rope back when I was in California. I love jump rope. Uh, it's very good for your whole body. But my arms developed kind of like they hadn't before. I was starting to feel attractive again. You know, it doesn't really mean anything, but but I was. 
you know, it's good to feel good about yourself. So back to the business. What's happening? You know, back to reality. If you recall, the bankruptcy judge had revoked all my seven contracts that I had with Fantastic Sam's. We had to rebrand as soon as possible. We needed to, you know, distance ourselves from the franchise immediately by law. Our director of operations, Tammy, threw out the name Soda Styles Salon. Soda is a popular shortening of the, you know, the state, Minnesota. It shows up on sweatshirts. There's a, a pizza chain in Minnesota that has a Soda Styles pizza. It's pretty well known, uh, but we were the first ones, the only ones in the hair category that had grabbed that name, and we all loved it. It was just fun. It's a fun name. You know, the, the logo has the state of Minnesota outline in the middle of it. It's just, it, I think we did an interactive job. I think we did a good job in a very short order of, you know, short amount of time. I made banners, huge banners, to cover up the Fantastic Sam signs above the door. We had to rebrand, you know, or we'd upset the court. So if you want to go see what we did, you know, what, what this all looks like, you can go to the, the book at hotpotforlife.com. Jump up to page like 107, and you'll see our logo, one of our salons, you know, how, how we looked. It's pretty cool. We had to get rid of our Fantastic Sam's capes. We had to cover the brand name on our, our chairs in the salon. So we cut out sections of vinyl, stuck them to the back over the name. You know, it, But the pressure of someone sitting in the chair started to make the logo show through. So we had to go out and get seat covers. You know, So we had double protection. Everybody on the team was excited. I'm seriously. One of our team members posted on her Instagram announcement. Our brave salon owner, Kevin Steele, has cut ties with Fantastic Sam's. My co-workers and I are super excited to be free of the large corporate label. We are now Soda Style Salon, and our new motto is People First. This very nice comment showed up in every court document going forward. We'd actually just changed the motto to stylists first. When we made the change of, you know, the name change, we changed our motto from people first to stylists first. I really wanted everyone to know that 100% of our operation was behind them, behind our team of stylists. Everything began and ended with the stylists. If they were doing okay, the customer loved it. If they weren't, it was a miserable atmosphere. Our focus was on positivity. Hopefully, with the new name, we'd hire more than we had in the past. Uh, if you remember, I quoted a study earlier that said 72% of all licensed cosmetologists in Minnesota wouldn't work for a Fantastic Sam's. Can you believe that? 72%. So we were getting rid of that name. We were going to bring on a lot more new, new talent, which would allow us to grow. In summary, dropping the Fantastic Sam's name and those contracts, we stopped sending them a quarter of a million dollars annually for them to do nothing, you know, and actually to damage us as they did through COVID. We're getting rid of the stigma of that name for hiring. 
Soda Styles was going to just take off. You know, every morning, as I said before, I got up and made a cup of tea. Then I'd run a break-even analysis uh, from yesterday's performance. We'd, we'd take a look and see how we did against covering the costs, you know, for a single day. On most days, we exceeded the break-even, but every now and then we had a day that didn't make it, or a couple days. It was usually due to bad weather or a holiday or worse, somebody getting COVID or getting sick and being out for a week. That usually killed us. I mean, when, when you're running as lean as we were with in terms of the number of people, that hurt. But we were going to succeed. Believe it or not, one of our landlords refused to allow us to rebrand. I know this the timeline jumps around a bit here, but I'm just going to jump back. This is Burnsville, our, our salon in Burnsville, Minnesota. It's just crazy. The lady who, uh, who was behind this, she's actually the property manager. She'd been a real pain in the butt since day one when I was trying to negotiate the initial lease. She didn't want the old owner to leave. She wanted she wanted them to stay. And I, it's like they're selling the salon to me, people. So it took a long time for that negotiation. They finally allowed me to to rent the place. You know, I mean, they're 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 nuts. A few years here's an example. A few years back, there was a new tenant that was moving in next to us. It was one of those tobacco smoke shops that keep cropping up because, you know, I guess because marijuana legalization, they're getting ready for that. I mean, these things are everywhere. But the build-out thing, they were, you know, process they had going on next to us was just noisy. I mean, beyond belief. They were pounding on the on the on the wall. I mean, it was it was off the charts. It was midday. It vibrated through the whole building. We had customers leaving because the pounding was so loud. I contacted the property management company several times. They always said that the construction team shouldn't be making that noise during business hours. I went and recorded the volume and sent it to them. We had people leaving our salon. I eventually asked if I could speak to the contractor myself. And they, they said, yeah, sure. And they texted me his phone number. The contractor informed me that he always gave the property manager his noise schedule, especially when it would impact us because we had that shared wall and that was where they were doing most of their work. Why wouldn't the property manager tell us? I contacted them again. I was angry. I said I'd rather close for a few hours a day than lose customers. I let them know that it's very hard to gain a new customer and when you lose one, they don't come back, and they probably tell their friends about how bad it was. This is important to us. This was important to us. We were a struggling business, building a regular clientele, supposedly. What did they do in reaction? They had their lawyer contact me, their lawyer. The lawyer's position, well, you certainly made noise when you did your build-out. I replied I'd never done a build-out. I'd bought the salon as is. And if I did a build-out, I'd certainly work with my neighbors to protect their business. I'm not an idiot. Their attorney seemed to be nuts. He couldn't grasp the sequence of events that brought us here. Just couldn't. He couldn't figure it out. So here's the email I sent to the lawyer. 
after talking to the contractor. It's unbelievable. I, I just spoke with Eugene, the general contractor. He told me that every time he planned work that was expected to make noise, he informed Peter, you know, who worked at the property management company. This is the information I would have appreciated. I could alter business hours. Going forward, he told me that he would text me when the noise levels were expected to be loud. The contractor gave me a rough schedule of his work, but he told me that Anderson Property Management was now trying to work out only night work for the sheetrock and the slot walls installation, which was making all the noise. It would be most helpful if we could coordinate. I'm fully aware through the tone and stance of Anderson Property Management that you believe I am being difficult. Know that we are not a coffee shop or a laundromat. We are a hair salon where customers are expected to be pampered for between 30 minutes to four or five hours. When that environment becomes inhospitable, they leave or they expect discounts. And it's likely we won't see them again. The health of a hair salon is contingent on returning customers. I am doing everything possible to bring in more customers with marketing and ongoing five-star services. If you look at our Google listings, we have 4.4 out of five stars, well above the previous operator of this salon. I will say again, I would rather reduce hours or close versus lose my hard-won customers due to your lack of communication. We've had well over a month of this, and I'm asking is just for Anderson Property Management to correct its communication going forward. What did I hear in return for this? Dear Mr. Steele, I have copies of all your emails to representatives of Anderson Property Management. We have requested the contractor for the tobacco shop to do noisy work in the early hours of each day and before 11 a.m. He has agreed to do this to the extent possible. However, like all construction, there always is noise whenever remodeling work is performed. This is inevitable, and similar construction noise occurred when your hair salon was built out several years ago. The contractor has given us a tentative target date of May 1st for completion of the build-out to the tobacco shop. This is not a hard date, and the work may extend beyond the first because of the early hours request. Please do not call or email under some property management about your ongoing construction concerns. Your concerns should be directed to me. Thank you for your patience. Jeff Anderson, General Counsel, Anderson Property Management. What a joy to work with. These people hate their tenants. They're apparently representing a family trust that keeps the property for the steady income, but rarely, if ever, do they get involved in management decisions. This is important for the next phase of the relationship, the, the bankruptcy, what happens here. You know, that was just one example of how bad they were. So we were released from our contracts with Fantastic Sam's in January. We had to rebrand immediately. What did Anderson Property Management say about my rebranding? About the need for me to cover up the Fantastic Sam signs on the front of the building? Here's the email from Martha, the owner of the property management company. Kevin, the landlord will not grant permission to install any signage on the exterior of the building except the existing individual lit sign on the raceway over the storefront. 
You installed the temporary vinyl banner on the building some time ago without landlord approval. Please remove this sign now. Your attorney was advised of this request a month ago. The sign is still on the building today. Please remove it, Martha. Wow. That's serious stuff. I mean, denying us the ability to change the name of our business. And she had no idea, of course, that I'd complied with the request to remove that sign uh, that was on the wall. I'd placed a sign on the brick next to our front door. It was one of those, it's, it's like a foil that adheres to brick, and it looks like it's actually painted on. It looks beautiful, you know, really cool. <laughs> but because it was different, and she, she probably thought it was painted on, she took offense, so I removed it. But she thought it was still up. You know, she never visited the property. She definitely proved to be a problem going forward. This is obvious. So the landlord and the property management said they would not let us rebrand. We had to move or we had to close. Those were the only two options that we had. I looked around desperately for a closed hair salon in the area. Uh, it, it, any any place, you know, a salon that had what we needed for our business, I couldn't afford to start from scratch again. I, I couldn't put new shampoo bowls into a, a regular retail location. I, could, I couldn't do all the plumbing, all, all the cost involved. Things were not looking good, really. We were going to be down to just three salons from four. But then something amazing happened. Vivian contacted me. Vivian owned a single Fantastic Sam salon about 10 minutes from our problem salon in Burnsville. She was going to close on December 31st of 2022. <laughs> we both started our salons at about the same time. We'd gone through some of the orientation together, you know, four months after we both started. She contacted me to offer her salon. It was amazing. I mean, the timing was insane. She was leaving her contract with Fantastic Sam's because she could not afford the business like me. She was walking away from it. She had five more years on her contract. We were both scared. You know, it was all different, but she was going to do it. She couldn't afford it anymore. She contacted me to ask if I wanted everything in her salon for just two thousand dollars <laughs> wow i mean two thousand dollars the equipment was worth so much more than that i mean she was beyond kind it was such a nice person i mean i really don't know how the timing worked out either it was just insane you know that they were going to stop me from rebranding in burnsville and she was walking away from a beautiful salon sometimes it feels like maybe you know just maybe the universe is coming around and they were going to help me out maybe things would start going our way so i went into negotiations with her landlord you know that that, that location's in lakeville minnesota the negotiations took ages for me they felt like ages you know it was all the holidays and people away and stuff like that my lawyer wrote to anderson property management told them we were going to leave and the bankruptcy court had rejected their lease they wouldn't see another dime from me if they didn't let me rebrand. To this day, that salon is empty. <laughs> the, 
The Fantastic Sam's name is still above the door. The door is still locked. Go to Google Maps. <laughs> Type in 1038 County Road 42 East, Burnsville, Minnesota. Drop that street view icon on the road in front of the store. You'll see Fantastic Sam's. <laughs> How satisfying. So we moved. It was a huge weekend effort, but we did it. I put the giant banner up over the Fantastic Sam sign, hanging off the roof like I did in each of the locations. <laughs> it was a lot of work, but you know we did it, and we were there. The salon was so beautiful compared to our old one. I mean, it was a great location. We shared the parking lot with a very popular restaurant called Carboni's. Uh, pizza place, it was bar. We'd do promotions with them. You know, we we'd we'd explode our business with them you know, with with our other you know neighbors. The team loved this location. Everything was nicer here. It, it, I mean, all the amenities for for the team were were improved. You could feel the new energy from the team. It was contagious. Our customers loved it. You know, both our regulars from the Burnsville location and Vivian's old regulars. It was great. If you want to see some pictures of the salon, you can, again, go to the book at hotpotforlife.com. Jump to about page 97, and you'll see a few pictures that we've put up. Fantastic Sam's didn't take all this lying down. You know, regardless of the fact that all the contracts have been rejected by the court, they felt that non-compete clauses in those contracts were stronger than the rejection of those contracts. So the court case was escalated to a whole new level. You know, on the positive side, my attorney told me that the judge was very small business friendly had a track record of being small business friendly. We were going to see a positive outcome. We were going to win. I was just excited to just finally have all this behind us and you know, really focus on what we were doing. You know, and, and on the side note, the Federal Trade Commission was, they were actually looking into the nature of these franchise contracts. They, they'd posted stuff on their website about it. They, they were soliciting comments back from people like me about how bad things were. We were at the forefront of fighting all these non-compete clauses in contracts. When we won, we were going to set a national president. The franchisees everywhere would have a new method of extracting you know, getting themselves out of these horrible agreements. Stories were everywhere about how bad, you know, these franchisors were. On a, If you know John Oliver's Last Week Tonight on HBO, uh, on May 23rd of 2022, he, he, his in-depth section, uh, the second half of the program, was devoted to these relationships. They focused on on the sub uh, the sandwich shop subway you know, they apparently according to this 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 uh, broadcast they were the worst franchisor of all franchisors <laughs> you know I, you should watch it it's online subway would place another store within a mile of another store of their own it, it would just destroy the business like me you know owners had zero rights you know, we all thought we were buying into a winning proposition that was going to make us money. I was buying a $220,000 cash flow, remember? Well, I lost. 
So I'm going to end episode 13 here. We're going to roll into 14 soon with a story about more in depth into the court and what was happening there and kind of where we ended up and and my own health and and life. I really hope you're enjoying this. Uh, Again, if you have questions for me, write to Kevin at hotpotforlife.com. The word four is spelled out, F-O-R. It's not the number four. Uh, I really can't wait to talk to you again. I hope you're enjoying this and uh, have a great night or a great day, whatever time of day it is for you. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Court. Court. Bankruptcy. Court. Heartbreak. Hot pot. Don't forget the hot pot. Heartbreak.